Fresher Than You Father podcast. Boom. Back up in ya. Where, where did that come from, back up in ya? Who says that? I took that from somebody. I'm trying to think of what kind of era that would be from. Is that like, like late 90s? I think so. Who would say that? Like, um... I, I don't I don't know. I don't know. Back up in ya though? Back, he's he's in ya? Back up in ya. Yeah. Yeah. In Actually that, that sounds like kind of a uh a Dre chronic line from the early nineties actually. Word up. So like that's something like, you know, corrupt might say. Oh, I feel you. Yeah. 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 These youngsters out here they have an interesting relationship with the legend Dr. Dre. I heard two high school, well, one's high school, the other middle school student. They they have this ongoing contentious argument about music. And uh, the one, the, the younger one, the middle school one, was arguing on behalf of Dre, to which the older one said, all he does is make beats and headphones. <laughs> about which I laughed a lot. Wow. Yeah. And the youngster was like, haven't you heard the chronic? Like, what the hell conversation is this? The youngster, but the youngster was probably born after the chronic. Oh, easy. Easy. They both were. Yeah. They both were. You know, the the chronic came out in... 92. 92. Yeah. Yeah, if you're 92, you're out of high school now. If you were born in 92, you're out of high school. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, that's the chronic. Did you own the chronic? Not until years later. I was, um, well, okay, I was two levels. One, I was brought up, I was, I, I was kind of more into the native tongues, so-called conscious, you know, kind of New Yorkish rap at that point. Same here, yep. And, um, kind of rebelled against the gangster rap shit that was happening all around me. Mm-hmm. And, um, at the you're, same, was it what, say that again? I was going to say you were out west, so you were probably bathed in it. Every day. Yeah. Cats are even in even in like white suburbanish Portland. Cats are bumping NWA. They're bumping the Easy E tape. They're bumping like the West Coast shit. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, the suburban gangsters. And uh, at the same time, um, what was I going to say? At the same time, like I was intrigued. Because I, I wouldn't say my parents wouldn't necessarily not allow me to have it, although they would definitely, my mom would not be happy to know that I was listening to that. You know what I mean? I think gotcha. she kind of, she kind of assumed I was, I was, you know, bumping a KRS, Tribe Called Quest type shit. Sure. Um, and, uh, but I did get a dub of a dub at a certain point, probably around, yeah, probably like late 92. 93 some point I got the um the dub of a dub dub of a dub that intro man Ooh. <laughs> yeah Ooh. yeah yeah actually I, I went back the intro was just that intro was raw as fuck and I just yeah it was like nothing I had really messed with before musically, like li- like listened to, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't check for it. I mean, I know I definitely wasn't, like you, I was definitely native-tongued out, but it was college, and there was a lot of, you know, heads were just listening to a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. I think it stemmed from this debate that I had with this cat from Sacramento, from Sacktown. We might talk a little Sacktown today. Uh, and uh, First Degree, that was his rap name. First Word. Degree. Shout out First Degree. Shout out. That's kind of a fresh rap name. Anyway, he he was saying that Dre was a better producer than Pete Rock. And I, I was livid. I couldn't believe it. We argued, argued, argued. And that led to just unwarranted hate towards Dre for a period of time. Um, but I messed with Doggy Style a little bit. I don't know why I didn't have it, mm-hmm. but it was everywhere. Everybody was playing it. You could just be outside. I mean, I went to a historically black college, so, you know, you just sit outside and you could hear the whole album pretty much. 
It was massive. It was massive. Yeah. yeah. And I ended up getting the CD by ninety by ninety four. I had the CD, but mm-hmm. I just remember I had that tape with the dub of a dub. Dub of a dub. Yeah. The youngsters don't know about dub of a dub. Nah, they don't. They don't know about that. <laughs> they don't know about that. Only us old. I don't know old heads. It's old heads. Old heads. Talk yeah. about these cassettes. It's always whack. It's always just a whack move when you get into these. These youngsters don't know about. Yeah, exactly. it's, it's not. It's not a good look <laughs> at all. Uh, wow. Fresher than your father. Podcast number forty-four. Forty-four. That, that is a powerful number because you got two of the same number. It's like repeat four-four word. Yeah. Four-four, and it's. It's almost at 45. And then when we get to, ish, to number 50, which I know I'm like, you know, I'm projecting, right? It's a little unfair. Mm-hmm. You know what, listeners? Tell us what we should do for our 50th episode. Ooh. It should be an extravaganza of some type. It, it, exactly. That word, it should be extravagant. Extravagant things should happen. You know what I mean? I, I'm not sure exactly what we mean by extravagant, yeah. but it should be that. It should be some... Sound effects, and if we can't still get sound effects, we'll, we'll call in a guest just to make sound effects. Boom. We'll have a guest just making sound effects in the background. Oh, yeah. I'm always down to make sound effects, too. We're I, mean, I, I suck at it, but I could do it. But, no, fuck that. We need somebody fresher to do it. It's fresher than your father. I need somebody fresher than me to come with these sound effects. Are this sound Yo, I'm looking right now. Does Skype have sound effects built in? I don't know. I have no yeah. idea. I should I should have looked for that. Yeah. Listeners, let us know if you know about these things. Raphael? Yeah. yeah. Shout out to the Fresher Than Your Father podcast Facebook group. Heads are getting it in on that Facebook group. They are. It's an exciting, it's a vibrant group. That's the It's vibrant. Vibrant. Because when you're talking about online communities, you need to be talking about vibrancy. Exactly. So this vibrance. This, these vibrations. Yes. Hey, did we ever figure out what a vibrant thing is? No. We know what vibrant things are, but we don't know what a vibrant thing is. Vibrant is thing. The vibrant thing. I'm, I'm going to be honest. When vibrant thing came out, I feel like I have this. This is documented on um on uh w- listeners we may be getting a special guest on this show just just wait i just got a uh, a little a little message a little tweet a little, 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 little tweet there um yeah vibrant thing so when vibrant thing came out at that point i want to say i i i gave up on q-tip or anything but mm-hmm. I remember cats were dissing it, and I was one of those cats. And I have a the college radio show recording I listened to a few months ago where I'm talking about Vibrant Thing and Q-Tip's solo album. Right. And and I'm bigging up JD for the production work on the album, but I'm dissing Tip for coming with Vibrant Thing. Yeah. But, la- but the other month when I did that fucking house party, uh-huh. Vibrant Thing, man. I, I'm, I'm, when it, I mean, I feel like it rocks. It rocks. Cause, it rocks. and especially, it's especially, uh, it feels good to play, especially when you're playing a lot of the more kind of really big, more ignorant, uh, to use, to use a certain word, like hip hop singles of the day of that era. Yeah. A lot of, you know, like, I mean, I don't mean to sound like a fucking, I'm not trying to sound all true school. I was playing, I love the Big E and the other shit, but like, Oh yeah, you're playing a lot of joints where it's, it, it gets it can get a little raw, get a little ignorant, and yeah. and you you put on vibrant thing, it's smashing, but Q-Tip just having a good time. It feels positive, feels good. You know what I mean? So you know, I've come it, I've come full circle on vibrant thing. I don't. I, I'm sure at the time I was a little disappointed that the image wasn't quite what I expected it to be. But if you really think about it, the later tribe stuff, they weren't really on all that African shit anyway. You know what I mean? Like, like the album covers, yes, but like the video for Electric Relaxation, they're not coming with a bunch of kente cloth. 
No. I don't think. I don't I don't recall. But, you know. I think it was something to me that the, the only thing that pissed me off, I think, was, excuse me, but A, I feel like I was just kind of going along with the flow of all the, the, the true school backpackers yep. um, at the time, which yep. I don't necessarily, like, regret, like, I am like kind of a, a true school backpacker person, but I kind of like I wasn't totally thinking for myself, in my opinion, at that point. And yep. and I also felt like beat wise, I wasn't. It was like it wasn't. It was. It just sounded a little too like like the the vibe, the the production style had switched up at that point, and I didn't really want to let go of the more early mid '90s production style. Oh yeah, you know, and so yeah. like. Like the, people are sampling electro records, they're playing keys, they're doing this, you know, Neptunes, you know, like we're entering that era. And I didn't really want to like, you know, embrace that yet. And so I was kind of hanging on to the other production style. Sure. Um, that being said, like I was giving it up to Dilla. I liked other cuts on that album. I loved um, Let's Ride. And mm-hmm. and I couldn't front, even when Cats hated on Breathe and Stop. Oh, that's, I, I, I could never front on Breathe and Stop. Breathe and no. Stop was crazy to me. No. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll never forget watching uh, the Dave Letterman show, and there was a performance by Q-Tip, just him and the DJ, and they did Breathe and Stop, and I was like, oh, oh. I mean, it was just the two of them. It wasn't like – because, you know, this, we're, we're, we're not long after Tip did Vibrant Thing on the Chris Rock show, uh-huh. which I don't know if cats were really checking for it like that, but – YouTube it up, Google, explore the internet. If it's out there, it's a it's a pretty it's a ridiculous moment, I think. But but it was so scaled back after that and it was it was pretty awesome. Word. I I do think like you, I was kind of on that, you know, bandwagon of saying, nah, yeah, this this shit ain't fresh. But I played it all the time. Word. You know those records that you kinda of front on, but you're always playing? Yep, yep, absolutely. After a while, you realize, hey, I, I probably shouldn't front on this as much as I do. Like, I, I probably like this better than I'm admitting to myself. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was totally it. That, and, uh, that was me in the, in the, in the grunge era. That was me in Nirvana. Mm. I, 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 I love Nirvana, but I was trying to be like a cool hip hop nerd. Yeah. And I would just, publicly front on Nirvana and then I go back and 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 listen to Nirvana. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, you know like it's just it's ridiculous. I mean you're you know you're kind of a youngster. These things happen, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah. But yeah. You know you know the most recent one that it I I almost am embarrassed to admit this out loud. But I just I kind of find myself even when I when I I scan past it on the iPad or iPod, sometimes I'll I think to myself, oh, I could bump that. Universal Mind Control by Common. I don't know why I find that album listenable. And I don't even think it's good. Like, I wouldn't tell somebody, hey, you got to get Universal Mind Control. You know what I mean? I wouldn't, I'm not out in these streets, like, like having people reconsider it. I just, there's a few joints I think are fresh joints. There's some things on there that I think are interesting or cool ideas. But then there's sex for sugar, oh. and then you kind of have to you have to you have to check yourself. I blocked that out. Yeah, yeah. And then on that amazing, yeah, amazing, yeah, exactly. amazing Kareem Riggins mixtape. Yeah, he throws his mix, his remix. <laughs> sex for sugar. Oh my god, man! And the whackness of the lyrics just come out like, oh yeah. Oof. Hey, okay. While we're on this common tip, uh-huh. I've been going to this one record store, overpriced, but it's well organized. So if you're looking for a specific joint, you just fall through there. They got it, they got it, they don't, they don't, which makes it useful. And then you never know, you find some shit there for cheap. You'll catch them sleeping. They've had, one day it'll all make sense. On vinyl, I just don't have it for six bucks. Mm-hmm. Really good shape. I can't convince myself to buy it. Huh. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that to me is a sign of of, of where we, we have come to see Common. You know what I mean? Because I like that album. It's cool. I break it. I mean, it doesn't. 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess it is cool, but I, I guess I bought that album at the at the common in store at Fat Beats, so I I have a certain attachment to it. Fair enough. Classic photo. I need to find. I need to find the photo of me giving Common a pound. It's a hilarious photo. Word up. Yeah. Word up. <laughs> but uh, uh, I know I think Center has that somewhere. But like, I, I thought that was an all right album. I don't know. Six bucks. I wouldn't pay more than six. No. It's a clean copy. I mean, somebody double somebody, vinyl. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. I mean, it, it's just something you should probably have on the shelf. And for six bucks for a clean copy, why not? Except I just so we're going in on this record nerdness. If you yeah. get the invocation for life, is that what it's called? Yeah. Retrospect for life. Retrospect yeah. for life. Twelve inch. On the B side, you get invocation, real nigga quotes, and hungry. Yeah, you're set. Mm, you still got one, one too many. You got yeah, uh, yeah. there's a couple other joints on there. Don't sleep, I don't sleep. But no doubt, no right. doubt, no doubt that twelve inch comes 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 loaded. Oh my gosh, yeah, and that's um, one of the reasons why I would never pay more for that record. Like, well, you know, I got MP3s, and, and anyway, so yeah. I, I, that's my sign of. But your point is exactly the whole point. That's kind of where we've come to thinking about Common. That one of his more. I don't know. Is that a well? Re- I know it was a disappointment. Like coming after, after, uh, resurrection. Cats were expecting like this legendary album, yeah. and he came yeah. with that, and it was underwhelming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I hate to say, I hate. We, there's been a lot of you know, common discussion on this podcast, but has there? I guess so. like I, we come back around every once in a while to comment. It hasn't been necessarily the most positive discussion, and I, I just just to add more to that pile. Yeah, you okay? Fair point. <laughs> I broke uh, I broke uh, uh, out the um. So one obscure come up at a certain record store in New York years ago was I bought like a stack of probably like six or seven joints, and um. The cat behind the counter mistakenly included a record that was sitting on the counter, like he was sitting there pricing records. And so he yeah. picked up my record to put in the bag, and he he accidentally uh, put this um this twelve inch in this common twelve inch called Rare Shit, white label. Mm. Um, two high tech joints, I think. They're, they're dope joints. I remember bringing it back and be like, "Whoa, oh shit!" And they're both pretty fresh fucking songs. But I broke it out last night, and common man, like, I mean, it's still fresh. The beats are fresh, but like, you know, he's kind of he's coming off. But I, it's like his voice now. It's like, I don't know, man. Like I just don't. I don't enjoy common the way I used to. I know what you mean. <laughs> I know what you mean. You did something like I just yeah. Yeah, and I don't want to like you know pile in too much hate. It's not necessarily hate. It's just yeah. But this is this happens right. So you know, I'm I'm I was excited about the new Justin Tim- Timberlake cut. Well, I think he makes interesting music, right? And I I don't think he's ever been flat whack. Uh huh. You know the the instinct thing. That's not my thing. But solo Justin Timberlake, I always feel like is worth a listen you uh-huh. should at least check for it uh-huh and it's cool but the jay-z verse is so just worthless mm-hmm. like not even so bad as not even interesting bad like it's there it's like wallpaper it's like nothing it's not bad enough to make you think about it it's not good enough to make you care it's just there which makes it a waste uh-huh. makes it a total waste but He's someone again that used to be you. I'd check for it. I'd check for it. Maybe I wouldn't cop it. Maybe I, you know. But I, you, what, what's he up to? Now, nah, nah, nah. Yeah. So yeah. same thing, man. I don't know if that cat's getting older. I don't know what it is. But and there's so many cats rhyming now who at least matter. Whether you like them or not, cats matter. Mm-hmm. You you should at least. They make you pay attention. Like if, if he had come with a ASAP Rocky verse, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that track. I mean, it wouldn't have fit at all. But the cat matters at the moment. 
and there's at least some urgency that. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Jay doesn't really matter. No. Boring. Mm hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Boring. Yeah. Yep. He's rich. Fuck him. Didn't need us talking about him anymore. <laughs> yeah, I've been listening to uh to Joey Badass. Yeah, man, I, I heard one track and was really impressed. What what have you been thinking about Mr. Badass? <laughs> he has a horrible name. He does. But man, I think he's nice. He's good. Yeah. Yeah. He's hungry. Yeah. I like seeing some of these videos too, these young cats. It's rolling around. They're, they're hungry, man. They're they're out here. That's it's so awesome too that they get to make their own images. Yep. Yep. It's not forced on them. Like, there was a period I think early on where cats were making. Uh, so when I was with these youngsters again, we were teaching a science class at a local museum on every other Saturday, and uh, during a little break, one of the youngsters wanted to hear nine thousand watts. I, I forget who the main artist was. It was featuring the Coke Boys which uh, wasn't very listenable. And then we ended up with something else. And I was like, okay, let's check for this uh, You Must Learn by KRS-One. Because that's what responsible older heads are supposed to do for young people. Let's show them videos involving learning. <laughs> but, but, but looking at that video after all these years, like, nobody must have given a rat's ass what KRS-One was doing. <laughs> nobody gave a shit. Like, <laughs> what he was doing was so, like, uh, it was it was his vision. You know what I mean? It had to be. It had to be. Like, there, no one from the label was like, you know what, uh, KRS, you probably should get a roster-looking dread in a godlike, you know, Moses-like image. Have that. That's what's missing from your video. That's what you need. Boom. Nobody said that to me. That's what that's what uh that's what what Chris said. You must learn. That's a great song. It's a classic. Google yeah. that up, youngsters. Youngsters. Um I just wanna note um that uh I was listening to Dan Levitard and he he dropped Little little tidbit that Bombs Over Baghdad is his favorite hip hop song of all time. Yes, 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 yes. I heard that and I thought, okay, it's not. <laughs> yes, yeah. Shout out Dan Lebetard. Dan Lebetard. I, I gotta say, Dan Lebetard Wednesdays podcast. This is the podcast talking about other podcasts. Dan Lebetard Wednesdays with Stan Van Gundy. Some of the best sports podcasts I have heard. I think I said that before, but I'm just going to say it again. It's phenomenal. Yeah. It gets better and better, too. Yep. I yep. It, it, yeah, it's phenomenal. I'll miss other days, but I, I check for Stan Van Gundy. I, I, I couldn't agree more. I always check for it. Yeah. I, th- I think what's great about Stan Van Gundy is that, I mean, one, he's, like, really honest. Mm-hmm. But he's so consistent, not, like, over the top with it. But he will so take shots at David Stern. Oh yeah, just raw, like fuck you shots at David Stern. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, Commissioner, my nuts, buddy. Did you hear? Did you hear that list he had the other day? Uh uh-uh. uh Of like the types of people he can't stand. Levitard asked him name the top three things. Right. You can't stand. Yeah, I did hear that. Yeah. And number yeah. one was like arrogance. Number two was, um, what like I don't I don't give a shit type type attitude or something like that. Yeah. I, some, what was it? It was uh, it was arrogance, or is it just uh, only about me? Only about me or something? Yeah. And then number yeah. three was just David Stern. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> what do you uh? Uh, how much time are you going to spend watching this year's um, All Star Game? The the NBA All Star Game? Yeah. Oh wow. Um, I'm going to go with zero. Yeah. I'm going to go with zero. None. None. 
it 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 grows increasingly more worthless all the time. It does. So garbage. Pure trash. Yeah. I don't even I like I don't want Tim Duncan to be on the All Star team. I know he deserves it, but let 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 my dude get get a, get some rest. Where is it even being held? I don't even know. Who cares? I, I don't know. I don't care. It's like said. It's a nice break for players you like. Let them rest. Have them running around in those weird uniforms. It was cool though a couple years ago when Dwayne Wade uh, busted Kobe. If heads are gonna bust Kobe in the grill, yeah, boom. Do that. Yeah. Serve up these uh these young Lakers, well, even though they're the complete one hundred percent opposite of. Lakers yeah. just lost to uh, Toronto. Can toast to that today. Yeah, fuck, fuck them. Shout out, shout out to Toronto though. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Toronto. Yo, speaking of the NBA, man, it looks like another team is on the verge of rolling out of its city. I've been wondering this: Should we really give a crap? If these teams leave cities, are we caring too much about these teams? I go back and forth, man. I just, you know what? I was talking to someone. Who was I talking to? I forget if they were from Seattle or not, but I was talking to someone about the Seattle situation. Yeah. And I think it was someone from Seattle, and they felt like the biggest, their biggest beef was, was David Stern. <laughs> yeah. Because they felt like he just sold Seattle out. And it wasn't that he was like, you know, like, obviously, what's the Starbucks guy? Fuck, you know, he fucked him over pretty bad. Um, like, there were all these other factors that, like, the, the legitimate arguments could be made that that team was going to move out, right? Right, right. But the fact that, like, Stern kind of behind the scenes kind of let it happen so easily and kind of engineered, like, that was kind of what really – piss cats off with the way the way it went down rather than it going down i don't know if that's totally true but it was interesting to hear about that um and i don't know man i mean you know like i don't know i don't know it's the nature of the business on one hand you know but like but then when it happens like i don't know how to you know it's not my team but i don't know how to feel about sacramento going to seattle you know right. Like why didn't Sacramento go to fucking Oklahoma City? <laughs> I guess what to me it is 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 the fans of Seattle and kind of a lot of the you know Seattle cared about the Sonics, and so that whole situation seemed to me as something where the owner and the owner or owners and David Stern in 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 a snake like move. Took the team and stole it and put it. Even though I know that's not, that's very generalizing, but stole it and took it to, to Oklahoma City for their yeah. own benefit, right? Yeah. While in Sacramento, it seems, and that, I'm not, I'm not trying. I, I, I hear Sacramento fans, but in Sacramento, it seems it's been a kind of a shitty team for about ten years now. The owners don't give a fuck. No. Nope. And, um, and it just, I don't, you know, I don't. I don't know, but it just seems like kind of a, a dead end, kind of like the Vancouver Grizzlies were kind of a dead end. And, yep. and like, if there is a better place, then, you know, um, maybe, I don't know, but I don't know. I'm not, I'm not as hip or connected to the Sacramento shit. Um, you're blowing up over there. I'm blowing up over here. Various, you know, various cats are, you know, trying, trying to holler at Ian Head, but I remain focused. I'm locked in. Yeah. You know I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 you see how clear my thoughts are on this issue? I think to quote my last statement, at that hat, uh, uh, yeah, it's it's fucked up in the sense that there are certainly going to be some people that care about Sacramento. And I, I, I think it's a little lame when it's a city that only has one sports team and then they roll. Word. And that's kind of tough. Not that Seattle had a bunch of sports teams. I, you know, but I'm a, a Cleveland Browns fan. And I say that loosely now. And, uh, when they left, that was like the worst shit. It continues yeah. to be the worst shit because a bunch of asshats and dumbasses and fuckwads. I know I'm, I'm really being articulate here. It's important. Came in and have proceeded to, to unleash 
well over a decade of ineptitude on us. Um, and then, of course, they leave and turn into this awesome team. So I really feel Seattle watching the Thunder because uh, I'm out here watching uh, the Ravens. Oh, they might go back to the Super Bowl today. Great. We hired North Turner as our offensive uh-huh. coordinator. Anyway, fuck them. Yeah. It, it, all of them. I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm in F them mode. Is that true? It's okay. I feel, like I, I feel like I've said F a lot of people in the last few podcasts. Um, so it's, it's sometimes it's important. You know what I mean? Like my man Jumbo. I shout out. One, well, shout out. One of his radio shows, he, uh, he was um he was doing some shout outs, but then he decided that he was gonna do some stay outs. <laughs> Word up. <laughs> so they went on uh they went I think it was a mixture of real and imaginary beings and, and people, characters who needed to stay out. Get out. Out. You. you know what I mean? Oh yeah. I'm all in on the stay out. Some people yeah. So I wanted to I wanted to see if you were open to um to dialing in a special guest for a moment on this this surprise new NBA related segment. Let's do it. Okay, I, there might be some technical challenges here, um, but uh, but we're gonna we're gonna try to make this work. Let's see if we can we can get this three way going. Ayo, ayo. Um. All right. Shout out to everybody enjoying the three way this week. <laughs> <laughs> I forget how to do this, so we're just gonna um, we're winging it right here. Fresh in your father podcast, we're out here. You know what I mean? Um, and all any dead air will be deleted while we figure this out. We're uh, not deleted. The people like the that dead air. It gives them time to reflect. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Time to reflect. It's always important to reflect. You know what I mean? Yep. Oh shit. Yo, <coughs> yo. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Drinking things. Pressure down. Fu- yes, man. What's up, Philadelphia? Chilling, man. What's what's up, <coughs> Brooklyn? Ah. Uh, <coughs> just got back from playing basketball. I'm exhausted. We go uh, go have dinner with uh, a friend at seven. Nice. He's out. He's out here in these streets playing ball. We're just talking ball. He's playing ball. Oh yeah. Gotta do both. Gotta do both. Well, I don't get yeah. to you either. But yeah, I don't. I don't do shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do much. I don't do much. I don't do much. I don't do much. <laughs> Shout out Beanie Siegel. Yo. Yeah. Um. Yo. So this is an exciting new segment. NBA. Okay. I'm trying out. All right. I called you in special for. Um. It's probably going to fail, like my last segment did. My last segment, I'm not even going to talk about it because it was a failure. So we're going with this new segment called, um, it's called, it's called Obscure Rosters. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. Yes. And I'm going to read, I'm going to read off some obscure rosters or one obscure roster. And I want, I want any kind of commentary that comes to your mind. You know what I mean? A quick, and a quick reaction. Quick reaction. All right. This is exciting. This is exciting. All right, we're going with the 1997-98 Trailblazers. Sure. sure. All right. <laughs> can you can you can 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 you name off the top um, possible people who who's starting on the on the 1997-98? I'm calling. Yeah, we got we got Pippen in there. No. Uh, well, for the timing. <laughs> well, for the timing. Zebo. It's, it's, it's not Zebo yet, right? No. I, I got a feeling yeah. Bonzi Wells is involved. Ooh. You're a year early. Not starting. Bonzi. You're early. Yeah. Okay. You want me? Uh, we, got, we, got, we got Steve Smith. We got Steve Smith from the corner. Um, we don't have Steve Smith. I'm oh, gonna man. I'm gonna read off these because we're failing on this guessing game. Piece. Yeah, that's, it's a challenge. It's a challenge, all right? We're testing these, we're, this, we're, this NBA. We're getting, right, we're getting right around it. We're getting around yeah. it. You're close. But this is right before the the kind of um, the build up towards, you know, almost domination. 
um, painful, oh, painful. Scott Meyer, yes. All right, here we go. Here we go. We'll go. I'm reading down the list in alphabetical order by last name. Get ready for some surprises. <laughs> Again, I'll, I'll listeners, listen. You're way, you're way past Abdullah. Abdullah was that classic obscurity. What's up? But there is no one who will ever be higher. It, but but in terms of reading off an alphabetical order, you've always got to think all up to the up higher. You always come oh, yeah. first. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, okay, nineteen ninety seven. Right. Portland. Him, him and Al, him and Al, him and Alan Anderson. Wow, ninety seven, ninety eight. Portland Trailblazers roster. We're going Kenny Anderson. Yes. All right. I need commentary of this commentary. We're going. Was was what was. Was he washed up at that point, or just showing signs of potential washing? I think there was potential washing. He wasn't. Okay. He wasn't long for the Blazers. I don't think at this point. Okay. No. He was. He was not. He was not a well-loved Portland icon. No. All right. We're going next. Vincent Askew. Oh. Oh man. Yeah. I'm familiar oh. with that name, and I'm confident that man played in the NBA. It's the only, it's the only commentary I can offer. <laughs> we have a we have a lot of A's up top already. This is a lot good of A's. Al- We're going Stacy Ogman. Oh, oh, Plastic Man. Plastic yeah, Man. Yes. What, I, he is still he is still the face my picture on my Yahoo account. That's awesome. I'm still waiting for him to live up to his potential. By the way. <laughs> oh, remember sporting lotion? You you broke up there for a second. Say that again. In the lock. Squirting the lotion. Squirting the lotion. In the locker go. room. Yeah, in the, exactly. In the locker room after the game, getting mad at a sports writer and squirting him with lotion. Wow. Oh. These are the kinds of. This is the kind of knowledge we needed. This is why we called you in. You know what I mean? We're talking about expertise here. All right. We're I can't going. I forgot. Next, we're going wow. to someone else who who might still be living up to his potential. Rick Brunson. Rick Brunson. Yeah. Yeah. Rick Brunson. Journeyman. Journeyman. I, I hear I hear nothing from Dave. What do you? Does this even I, ring any bells here? I'm not familiar with that name, and I cannot offer it with any confidence, any proof. He one thing about the yet. name. One thing about the name. I'll bet you'll misspell his first name. What first names? I'll bet you'll misspell his first name if you just if you just think it's if you think it's a normal a normal Rick, you'll get it wrong. Rick. Well, no, it's it's normal Rick. I think. At least that's what. It's an RIC. RIC. Oh man! Oh, yeah! Wow! Usually associated with tools. R I C. <laughs> Kelvin Cato. Oh, what a great oh, classic! Kelvin. Hey, Kelvin Cato. Kelvin Cato. Kelvin. Yeah, I remember, I him. About the remember him. He was tall. He was tall. Yeah. Uh, Kelvin Cato was he? He was, he was tall. He was part of a he was, part, he was uh, like a figure of a really important trade at one point. He was, he was, yeah, 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 yeah. What about this? I I don't remember John Crotty. Wow, I don't remember him being on the Blazers. Oh. Hey man, he stopped in, had a cup of coffee. <laughs> at this point, uh, we had we had two Grants on the team. We yeah, had sure. Brian. Shout yeah. out, yeah, big, big shout mm-hmm. out. It, but who else do we have? Oh, was it Horace? Uh, yeah. No. His brother wasn't his brother an NBA player too? Phil Harvey. Grant. What was his name? Harvey, Harvey Grant. <laughs> we didn't have. I was, I was like five years before. Oh, what? <laughs> we had. We had even more prestigious Gary Grant. <laughs> who, at this, who at this point I think was a. Uh, Wow, I think he was um he was old. Doesn't that sound like uh, something with a sitcom, like a sitcom character, Gary Grant? <laughs> Gary, I remember him. I think this, he might have had a beard. Was he sharing quips what? with his wife in the kitchen? What the hell? <laughs> GG. <laughs> what about this? Is I don't even Sean Higgins. No, no recollection there. But I'd like to can I, can I just backtrack for one second to Kelvin Cato. Kelvin Cato. I did, just did a little. The little internet sleuthing. I think you'll appreciate this, which is that his Wikipedia page describes his describes him in college as 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 such. Kato was an obscure player, averaging six points and six rebounds at the University of South Alabama. Six points and six rebounds. How did obscure he get to the NBA? Player. 
He has him here going to Iowa State. Exactly. Transferred. Tim Floyd, when Tim Floyd was, took over, he was like, yeah. Yeah. Right. I need some of that Tim Floyd leadership. <laughs> here we are. Alton Lister. Whoa. Oh, oh Lister, Alton Lister, Lister. Lister. Born 1958. How old was this cat? <laughs> Wait, no, that's not true. <laughs> what? That can't be true. Yeah. Yeah, 15 years in the league at that point. <laughs> Lister. That was he would that was because uh, he get called it he'd be called it uh, the blister the blister Lister when he would drop out when he would, when he would dunk on someone. Wow! Wow! He was wow. forty years blister. old. He was taller than Cato. Good for him. Good for Ro- him. rookie <laughs> season. Rookie season here. Jermaine O'Neal. Wow! Yeah! 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 yeah. Wow! Lot of sitting. Lot of sitting. Oh, lot of sitting. Lot of sitting. Years of sitting. Yeah. Yeah. Lot of sitting. One of my favorites, Isaiah Ryder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. 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 Carlos yeah. Rogers. Oh sure. Ooh. Ooh. Carlos Rogers. That's another good sitcom name. That's another good sitcom name. It is. It is. Yep. Not also, not good mechanic name. That might have been a racist joke. That might have been racist. <laughs> what I just said. Can't confirm. I need to sit and reflect. All right, keep going. Oh, what about this name for a mechanic, Arvidas Sabonis? Oh, sure. Uh, oh, God. But he could not fit anywhere inside of the car. Or under. Definitely not going under the car. No. no. That was the biggest man, I think, ever. He was he, big. No. Hey, no, no, no. You're, he, was, he was a big man. He's a bigger man now. He has not, he has, he has not kept his playing weight. Yeah, he's like kind of like a giant. He's like a taller Gerard Depardieu right now. He's just a really, he's just a really big guy. He's like I can, I can drink beer now. So not only did we have two Grants, but we had two Garys. Who's the other Gary? Gary. Oh, um, it's not gonna be Gary Anthony because we already got through the A's. Um, Gary. Oh. Gary Trent. Yeah, buddy. Oh, nice. nice. I have no idea how or why I knew that. You 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 pulled you went back into the reaches of the brain. Maybe because Gary Trent played on like half the teams in the NBA, it was a good guess. Maybe. Next little, we we have, oh go go on, what are you gonna say? No no no, I'm just slightly embarrassed that I knew that, but go ahead. Next we have the infamous She Wallace. Oh yeah. One of my, maybe my favorite player of all time. Maybe my, maybe my favorite, and not player as in how he played basketball, my favorite NBA player. Yeah. Person, game, everything. I mean, it's an easy pull, it's an easy pick. I think we all know the, the great moments. But I think we can also go back to uh, our friend Brian, uh, not, not Grant, but Brian Burke, who Ian and I went to high school with, talked about one time driving around Portland, pulling up at a red light, and next to him is there's this nice BMW. But it's like a 325i or something, so it's a little smaller than than like the big stretch ones. And inside, loud music, knees above the steering wheel, <laughs> crammed into the car, driving. Yes. Wow! Wow! These are the nuggets that we need to know about. Next, we yeah. have two Williams. Can you name the Williams? Walt. Walt is one. The yeah. infamous. Her. <laughs> I dare, I dare you to, I dare you to name the other Dave. Herb, any ideas? No. Herb Williams? No. It's not, it's not Buck. It's not Buck. No. But Buck, we got, we got to just take a moment for Buck Williams as a blazer, though. That guy. Shout out. It. Yeah. Shout out for real. Um, I don't know. Alvin. Oh. oh yeah. yeah. He was a Raptor for a while, right? He's good on the Raptors. <laughs> I don't know why that's laughable, but it's always funny when someone used to be a Raptor. And rounding things out, at small forward, out of University of Cincinnati, D'Antonio Wingfield. Ooh. Ooh. I've never heard of that another, name. Another one who disappeared into the obscurity, the black hole of obscurity. Wow. A.K.A. life. <laughs> <laughs> I think most of us exist in large pockets of obscurity. So I feel like that was somewhat of a successful... New segment, little what came through with some some extra knowledge. Knowledge was born. Absolutely. Yeah. Happy to be happy to be here. Yeah. Yeah. 
we celebrate this new segment. The Blazers Edge D'Antonio D'Antonio Wingcast podcast is named after Wingfield. <laughs> wow. 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 So that's it. That's my segment. That's a good one. That's a good one. I'd also yeah, like was... I've just been kind of, you know, doing a little Wikipedia research on some of these players and I'd like another another little nugget, a Gary Trent nugget. He was uh <laughs> he was known in college as the shack of the of the mid mid American conference. <laughs> wow. Wow. Shack of the Mac. That's right. Amazing. I guess the Mac has to have a shack, right? Everything has to have a shack. So I actually I actually got to stand next to Shaq recently. He came on a on a post live for an interview. Uh-huh. And nothing nothing prepared me. He's he's just He's just bigger than than you. He's 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 Sabonis big, but it, it, there's just no way to like be ready for that in person. Really, it's just he's just enormous. He's just so big. Wow, not much like, of a story there, but it still it struck me. Well, yeah. I mean, how often do you see someone who's seven foot? What is he? Seven foot three? And like three fifty. Whoa, massive. Gary Trent, not that big. <laughs> not even. Wow. Word up. Man, all right. I like that one. Good good, good looking on the on the on coming through. Last minute. Happy to thank Sweaty. You. Sweaty with uh sweaty knowledge. Ayo. Ayo. Oh. People when, when searching for Gary Trent, people also search for Walt Williams. <laughs> That's a that's a twofer. Nickname oh, Walt, nickname the Wizard. I actually knew that. Yes, the oh, yeah. Wizard. You know, you know that. Uh, uh, oh no, no. Tim Duncan wanted to be nicknamed the Warlock. <laughs> Was it the Warlock or the Wizard? He wanted to have some <laughs> nickname that the team said no, no, <laughs> no. You can't do that. You're not allowed. Because <laughs> Duncan is like he's like a big role playing game guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he seems like a big nerd. But somehow the big fundamental was acceptable. The Warlock. I don't know about Warlock. Maybe if you had, like, worn capes during games. That but, would have uh, been fantastic. Yeah. Hey, I mean, if if we still have to listen to Kobe refer to himself as a damn mama. Okay, Little Wood just got really excited there. Merlin. What happened? Merlin. Oh, it was Merlin? <laughs> okay, that's what it- wanted to be Merlin. <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Wow. No. Wow. No. Here's Merlin. <laughs> but see then, then he would Merlin off, off the glass. No, that doesn't work. And also, you see the most popular Merlin now is Merlin Olsen. People are like, why... Why is Tim Duncan referring to himself as an old football player? Wow, Merlin. Merlin. Yeah. And then he would be like Kobe. Yeah, like Kobe like will will say something and then when he's done, Mamba out. Oh my god. <laughs> nice Look, dose but can, can you imagine if, if, if Duncan went with Merlin? I feel like there'd be there'd be a halftime segment about why he, he went Merlin. And it would probably feature Duncan wearing some kind of um you know, yeah, cloak. Yeah, I mean, holding a wand, holding a wand or a staff. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, it would be bad. Okay, la- on the last podcast, we um we did discuss this Kobe Bryant Twitter Mamba out, Mamba out. Um, he's a he's a grown up now. Yeah, he he's like he started out at eighteen. You know what? If you're a dick at eighteen, fine, that happens. But man, he's thirty four. Still, still on this assholery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. NBA. Any any other thoughts on the NBA sports topics? 
I don't know, man. It's just been a weird year. It has. It's been a weird year. I, there's nothing really about it that's gotten me fired up in any way, shape, or form. And yet the Spurs are still cruising along. Cruising along, like they always do about this time. Let's talk about let's talk about let's talk about George Hill and Gary Neal. Those guys have always seemed interchangeable to me. I'm not sure why. George Hill and Gary Neal. I I don't know. Just the mention of those names, it kind of. I don't know. Yeah. What what is it doing for you, Ian? Speak speak to your emotional state at the moment. Well, because they're kind of interchangeable names, it kind of makes me just zone out. I just. Oh I, yeah. I can't go there. They're 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 some of the least interesting worthwhile players in the league. They seem like good guys. Yeah. They do things well. They contribute to wins. They don't they don't like like otherwise Yeah, those guys. They do those things. Contributing towards winning. Sure. Sure. But, you know, we don't like talking about people who contribute towards winning. We like talking about people that contribute to Jack Assery. Mm-hmm. Or they contribute to winning in ways that are really like, amazing. Okay. So, what were you going to say, Dan? What's up with Juwan Blair? Why isn't he playing for the Spurs? I, I don't know. He's not playing? I don't think he, I don't think he gets much playing time. Well, I, was, I think... I, was, I think part of it is he's six foot two. How tall is he? <laughs> I think he's five foot eleven. And he, he can't... Eleven. Yeah. I think that's... Five foot eleven with, with, with knee surgery. Yeah. Yeah, with no no ACLs or no no patella tendon. I don't know what he had. He, he's he's missing something. I'm, look, this is what I'm going to say. I want to end any talk of any obscure Spurs players right now. <laughs> all right, we, we Merlin. That's it. I want to switch it. gears. All right, and I want Littlewood to stay here because I feel like he may add something to this conversation. I want to follow up on the last question in your father podcast. I believe Dave wanted to talk about a certain a certain character, a certain dude known as audiophile old head. Mm. Yes. Can can we get a follow up on uh, you you made it clear that on the last podcast you really wanted to discuss audiophile old head. So it's only select record stores where you interact with or you encounter audiophile old head. Right. So, like, you know, sometimes in the record stores, you'll meet up with old heads who are like going down memory lane. Like, oh, wow, I remember when I used to buy records. And then they want to elbow you and, oh, you don't have a record player. You're too young. You know, that bullshit. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But audiophile old head couldn't care less about you. You're not there. Audiophile old head wants really clean, like, you know, those like, remastered Japanese press fucking plastic sealed. It's got to be perfect. But then they want to have discussions with the owners or other audiophile old heads that might be around about speakers, <laughs> needles, setups, the, the fucking connective wires. I don't know. It's just some of the yeah. most pretentious, annoying conversations you can hear in a record store are audiophile old heads. Have you seen what's hap- hold on, what's happening back there, Littlewood? Oh sorry. Is that making noise? Pa- yeah, papers are being shuffled, things are happening. Sorry about that. Sorry it's all that. good. But I wanna know I wanted to ask you what have you encountered audiophile old head? Oh definitely. I just I just think that one important thing that Dave hasn't pointed out yet, uh, and I'm sure it was coming to, was that it's always based around the high quality perfect sound from the Japanese records. We could hear the fingers on the strings for yeah. like Fleetwood Mac, <laughs> you know, like, like, yeah. I just, I just got this new mid pressing of, like, I don't know, Tim Weisberg. Like, you want to spend, you want to make sure that it's crystal clear. You want to make sure that that is the record that's crystal clear. Oh yeah. Is it yeah. fair to say that audiophile oldhead? Maybe I'm confusing, but does does at least thirty percent of audiophile oldhead's collection consist of? Like mono Beatles records? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, that's, I'd say I'd say I'd say I'd say maybe because I think I think that's that's actually like a collector. I think for an audiophile, they don't even necessarily have like the amazing record collection. They just like they just want their their records, which are often bland and shitty. They want to be as clear as a bell. I mean, if you look around at what they repress, like the, what the Japanese repress, you know, it's not like oh, finally they put this back in. It's like I don't know. Uh, oh, great! The you know you know I love you know some ELO, but I really don't need it to be you know played at exactly the way it was recorded. See, it's, it's there, there's some dose of nostalgia in there too. That's that's the reason why the trash has to sound perfect, right? <laughs> like, like you, you can't relive the life of that time where you screwed up to the point where all you care about is uh, your speakers. <laughs> right. So, yo, what what you encountered him recently, and he basically what he like basically put a block up on you buying some vinyl, right? Yeah, so it was a, it was a weird combo deal. So the the I won't go into the whole story. The point is, I got my joints. I'm ready to buy my joints. I'm in a hurry. The meter's about to run out. Audiophile old head is going in on his setup, going in. But he's not even talking about the audio stuff. He's talking about like the chairs and shit, like the couches. Like he's, <laughs> he's talking about how he's created this perfect space for chilling. For this audio file setup, right? The media room. Media room. He's talking about his media room. With the owner, who is, it, it is important to note, trying to run a fucking business. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, he's kind of like, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. But audio file old head has no one to talk to about this. So, the owner of the record store has to be the person who cares, even though the dude doesn't. So as he's like trying hard to get my dude out of his grill, some children come in. By children, I mean like you know high school students mm-hmm. <laughs> with represses of Beatle records that they bought for their mother, who they thought was audiophile old head, but turns out probably had a life and didn't really want these uh, these albums, right? So now they have to return these fucking thirty dollar represses of Beatle records that they. And then I just eventually I had to roll out, but it all started because audiophile old head was in his little soliloquy about his media room, just, Word. which which is you know like, a, yeah. I mean we can call it we can call it a media room, but it's like he basically made himself a comfy a comfy room to what other people would say is like my my cinema room, you know, like my home theater. Like no, you just have a little you have a, you have a basement, right. you have a basement with Gold-plated cabling. Congratulations. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So really, in the end, just to come back to this theme that you were discussing earlier, Dave, um, on today's show, we want to really give a big stay out to Audiophile Oldhead. A big fuck you. Wait, 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 I got it. But hold up a second. Hold up a second. The reason a lot of stuff does get repressed, and the reason we there, you can also buy good used equipment, good used gear, good used gear, is audiophile old head is always buying new shit. That's true. That's true. I count are, I count on Dan to always come with a very optimistic, positive look on things. Yeah, they are they are a market. I don't need to necessarily interact with them directly, but the runoff, the runoff is good. That's true. That's true. And you know, sometimes audiophile old head can be a cool cat. It's true. It's true. I mean, sometimes if you if you if you have if you're in a patient state of mind, yeah. you want to you want to build on these things. You want to build on these these speakers, these wires, these cabling. Mm-hmm. Audiophile old head. There he is. Mm-hmm. He's ready to talk to you. But to return to to Dave's other point, which is that you know, let's say let's say in my optimistic viewpoint, well, great, somebody's on Craigslist. They're selling some really nice speakers, but they're like, oh, they just got the, the hot new Bose shit, so they're gonna sell the old one. Great, everybody wins. I get these speaker, I get these these nice speakers, which have been per- per- perfectly maintained. The thing is, then I have to go pick them up in person, and then we have to discuss my yeah. setup, my media room, because I don't even have a media room. No. I'm just gonna tell them, oh, I'm just gonna be, I'm gonna put them in my living room. Really? Yeah, yeah. Although I like. I feel like your living room is is uh, I feel like audiophile old head might approve Dan Littlewood's media setup. 
I feel like he would, see, he would see potential. He would see potential. Yeah, there's definitely potential, especially even even the, just the look, because I feel like a lot of a lot of and I'm really going out here because I haven't encountered audiophile old head too much in my travels. I mean, I've encountered him in various dimensions, various places, but I do feel like it has to be the look has to be a lot of it. Like like you were saying about the couches, the chairs, mm-hmm. where you're gonna listen, and just. It has to look like your setup is on some audio file. You can't have an you can't have nice equipment, but just kind of stacked the wrong way, looking kind of cheese ball, looking kind of grimy. You got you got to, it has to be polished, dusted, speakers balanced, a balanced look. You know what I mean? Maybe you're, I'm, getting, you're giving audio file old head a lot more credit. We're talking about a guy who, like, after dinner, goes and hangs out in his den. Did I ever tell you about my friend's dad and his? Who is audiophile old head? Now that I realize it, mm. we're really going in on this. I'm sorry if I'm dragging this out too long, but I, I was kind of friends with this kid in fuck in like grade school, middle school. Like I knew him off and on till like high school, and hang out with him like maybe once every few months. His father was an audiophile old head. He had the the high-end tape deck, the high-end VCR. He had the beta fucking, what was it, Betamax joint that didn't work out. He had the, the um, anyway, the main thing is he had a tape deck, a high-end tape deck. And Portlanders know about Kink 101.9 FM. And I think late night on Kink sometimes back in like the 80s, early 90s, they play like a full album. And usually, I feel like it would be one of those albums, like a Fleetwood Mac album or something, right? Oh, yeah. And they'd play it all the way through. And so, and other stations would do this too, but basically, instead of going out and buying these records, which you would do also... Whoa. We're doing the show on a subway now. All right, it's about the same, man. What, what oh wait, was that for me? Is that just that was just a, a truck going past outside? I can barely hear it here. That was major. That was major. That was like we just you just opened the door to the subway. Uh, yeah, yeah. Wow, wow. <laughs> right, actually, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm gonna have to bounce. I gotta bounce. I gotta be at this place at seven. Oh word. Okay. We, All right. We appreciate you you coming through. Absolutely. Shout out. Shout out. Special guest. All right. All right. Peace out. Peace out. Peace. That's it. All right, real quick. Finish my story on this audiophile old head. He yes, was yes. he would tape the the albums off the radio, and he would buy blank cassettes to tape them off on his high end tape deck, and um, and he would be meticulous about taping it and then labeling it with a typewriter. He would type in the label, the album name and artist. And then wow. he would go into a newspaper and cut out little pictures, like when they had the back when there was, you know, like a lot more, you know, like advertisements for records and albums and shit, Columbia, yeah. all that kind of shit. He cut out with scissors, like nicely cut out a little picture of the cover of the album, and then he put it into the the cassette jacket with oh and the song list, all that shit, the 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 times, all wow. typed out on a typewriter. Onto the fucking cassette label joint. Wow. And I just remember being like, in, and he had this all set up in the basement. And so when I come over, I'd hang out in the basement because we watch a movie or hang out or whatever. And I remember being amazed by all these tapes. And I also remember one time getting picked up at my house by him and my friend. And on the way home, he realized that. He was out of blank tapes, and there was an album playing that night. And so we made a quick pit stop at the Fred Meyer to get a new pack of blank cassette tapes. It was so critical. So critical. And had found that. Yeah. Yeah. We really went in. I'm sorry. I, I kind of, that was, that was a serious meditation on Audiophile Oldhead. Audiophile Oldhead is an is important part of our record experience. Camp Fright. There he is. Camp Fright. Yo, I think it's about that time to shift into... It is. It is that time. The lyrical renaissance. I'm ready for this lyrical renaissance. So we had to redact the lyrical renaissance this uh, episode. Um, We can't really fully explain the reasons why, but 
it'll just be one of those, you know, hidden things. Redacted pieces, unknown white labels, you know, unreleased joints. And uh, it's going to stay that way. Well, I'm running out of time. No doubt. Me too. A rather uh, underwhelming end to this week's. You know what it is? We're saving up our positive energy for 50. And now that 50 is in my sights, I hadn't thought about it. It's in the sights. It's in the scopes. Oh, it's in the infrared, yeah. as, as, little, uh, as Tragedy Gaddafi would say. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm a little distracted. So it's time to, to refocus for 45. 45, we're going to come back and begin the scale up to uh, these uh, extravagances. Extravagances, exactly. Extravagances. Um, I just want to shout out uh, Mr. Littlewood for coming through on the special guest. Indeed, yes, yes. Um, shout out to all our listeners and our um, our Facebook group. Mm-hmm. That's right. There'll be more special guests. Again, a vibrant group. Shout out, um, uh, shout out final shout out for uh, Merlin Tim. Merlin Tim. Not too much with the wand, Merlin. 